Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, what's going on? What up, what up? And welcome back to the FIGHT podcast, um, the combat sports and culture podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and today we're going to go ahead and bless you guys with all the fight news of the week, man. So it's going to be a lot. Um, big fights last week, crazy fight weekend. MMA-wise, it's a little quiet, but boxing-wise, it's fire. We're going to focus a little bit on MMA today. I'll touch on some boxing, um, but I also have another boxing news specific episode coming out this week as well, man. So keep your eyes and ears open for that, man. But before we get into the episode, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We have merch. Go ahead and check out the merch right there on the website. You can purchase it there. We have hoodies. We have tees um, and more, man. So check that out. And remember, subscribe, listen, rate, and share. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are now available, man. So go ahead and check us out. All right. Man, we're back, man. We're back. We have another um, awesome episode. We're in episode 105, man. 105. Uh, moving right along. Um, this week has been a pretty fire one, man. I mean, obviously, everybody's still going absolutely bananas, man, for... Uh, the last fight weekend i'm talking about israel adesanya defeating kelvin gastelum and um dustin poirier defeating um max holloway both for the interim belts in their respective divisions incredible events um i'm gonna be honest with you man in all my time watching combat sports possibly the best main and co-made event combos i've seen I'm not going to say it was the best card ever. It was a, obviously it was like a decision heavier card. Um, there was only one stoppage in the main, in the main card. So it wasn't the best overall card, even though it was a fire card. Um, but at the end of the day, man, best uh, main and co-main event um, that I've seen in forever, man. It might be the best that I've ever seen. Now, look, people have been recently trying to say that, um, that was like the best fight of all time. Yeah, best championship fight of all time. I'll say it's the best middleweight championship fight I've championship fight I've seen. Um, but I think we got to go back, man. There's some 
really, really great. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the John Jones, Alexander Gustafson. That was for um, the legitimate title, not an internship. That was a great one. Um, you can go to, we can go all the way back to Frank Trigg. Uh, not Frank Trigg, even. Well, yeah, Frank Trigg, Matt, Matt Hughes. Um, we can go, I mean, dude, the list goes on and on. There there have been some incredible um, title fights. Um, so, I don't know. I had to think about it a little bit more, but... Adesanya Kelvin Gaslam was one of the best, definitely the best fight of this year. Um, and if it continues, I honestly don't see any other fight being better than that. But it can be. Who knows, man? So um, one of the cool things that I noticed about this past weekend's cards, and I think I said this a lot in the last episode, but nobody's stock dropped. Nobody, man. Um which was really cool, man. It's something that you rarely see where even after the event, nobody really cared about the loss. And that's why I've always said, man, that's the beautiful thing about combat sports. And that's something that's also important that I wish boxing looked more at. Yo, forget about the wins and losses. Obviously, you want to win. But at the end of the day, man, what's more important? Are we out here just to win are we out here to create a legacy? Are we out here to continue building the sport, man? So, um, look, man, I I love the fights just as much as the next guy. I understand getting paid. I understand moving on to the next one. But here's the thing. If you put on epic performances, you're going to get paid regardless, and you're going to get that recognition. And I think Kelvin Gaslam, somebody who, honestly, man, nobody's really fucked with in the past, man. People always look at it like, yeah, he's good, but is he elite? Now people are talking totally different about him. People are talking about how fast his hands are and everything else. Dustin Poirier, yo, is Dustin Poirier somebody who can, you know, get over the hump? Can he beat the elite guys? Yo, man, he shut us up. Nobody gets more elite than Max Holloway. Max Holloway is your favorite champion's favorite champion. And Dustin beat him. So, I mean, style bender. We, we had question marks. Oh, is he tough enough? Oh, is his ground game good enough? Oh, what is this? Man, bro, we can't say that anymore. And I'm going to talk about Stockbender coming up soon, man, too. I have a lot to talk about with him. Um, and especially because, again, he's been in the news, man. People people keep his name in their mouth. Ever since he's won, man, people have continued to keep, you know, putting their name in their, putting his name, his name in their mouth. So uh, he's been addressing certain people, man. So we definitely got to break that down. But look, he's another one. Stock, boom, shoot, through the roof. Max Holloway. How is he going to do at 55? How is he going to do it if he's ever hurt? We've seen it. He's a champ. He has the heart of a lion. Bro, incredible events, man. And then this weekend, oh my God. Top rank is putting on a show. You got Terrence Crawford, arguably the best pound for pound boxer in the game. Competing against Amir Khan. Amir Khan, one of the best boxers to ever come out of England. Crazy fast hands. He's back with Virgil Hunter. One of the best trainers ever. This is going to be a good fight, man. Teofimo Lopez is on that card. 
one of the best prospects out there. Felix Verdejo is on that card. Shakur Stevenson's on that card fighting against a dog. And Christopher Diaz. Yo, that card, that is an MMA-styled boxing card. It's going to be nuts. And then in the in MMA, man, UFC, we definitely have uh, this upcoming weekend. You got, you know, Alex uh, uh, Overeem. Overeem's back. Um, that's going to be an entertaining fight also. And I break that down as well today, man. So look, all in all, firefight weekend. Definitely more of a boxing-heavy weekend. Um, but man, look, there has been some news. There's been some news, man, and um, I'm definitely here to break that down for you today, man. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into it right here in episode 105. Um, After his amazing performance this past weekend at UFC 236 in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, my my family's from, my, my dad is from there. My granddad, you know, they all held it down. Out there in Atlanta, Georgia, man. So after his great performance, after his winning the interim belt, middleweight belt, he is getting called out by everybody. But primarily the one everyone really wants to talk about is John Jones. John Jones, a lot of people believe, obviously the number one pound for pound fighter of all time. 205 pound champion, the only man to ever defeat Daniel Cormier, and he's done it twice. One of them's a no contest because he pissed hot for, you know, those uh those Canelo tacos. But at the end of the day, again, one of, if not the greatest fighters of all time. A huge 205-pounder walks around easily at, at 230. Everyone wants to see him fight against the heavyweights now. They believe he's cleaned it out the division. They want to see him at heavyweight, but what is he doing? John Jones is out there punching down, and now he is calling out Israel Adesanya. I would go ahead and pull up all the tweets and everything for you because he tweeted a plethora of things, calling Izzy, uh, you know, a bitch, and and saying it a lot, man, saying that dude is all hype train and everything, and I would pull those up, but I can't. And the reason I can't is because John Jones deleted all those uh, those tweets. No, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're out there floating in the uh, the Twitter sphere. But regardless, man, um, I think it says a lot that he didn't put it up there, man. So here's one thing that I found to be interesting, right? And um, one of the biggest things for me was listening to. What Israel Adesanya said about dude. So really quick. This is, and again, you can't find him, but look, I'm going to pull him out, man. John Jones went out there and said, bro, how you going to call me out talking about you're hunting the goat and then call me a bully for replying to you? You sound like you know you can't beat me right now. So if that's the case, keep my name out your mouth and we won't have these problems. Look, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that's trash. For John to even say that, it's trash because John originally called out Israel. They've asked Israel a question. He answered the question as honestly as he could. And if you actually listen to the entire bit, 
all he did was give John props. Look, man, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for that. Um, you know, I need to go ahead and do my thing. I need to win the belt. And John's been coming at his head ever since. He also called John the GOAT. He said, Buddy's the greatest of all time. I beat the former GOAT. Now I want to beat essentially the current GOAT down the line. The beginning of the interview also said, John, at the beginning, what they asked, they were like, hey, have you heard about John saying that we might have a potential matchup in the future? Izzy said, yo, great minds think alike. Yeah, in the future, I can possibly see that happening. But not right now. Yo, this is a dude, and, and this is a thing. Yes, I'm an Israel Adesanya fan. I'm not, I'm not going to hide that. And check it out. Look, I'm all over the place with this, but I'm going to let you listen to what Izzy said about John. I detest bullies. So he's going to get this work, but not until I am ready. Not until I'm ready to give him this work. And I'm not, dude, trust me, I can, I can fight him right now and I'll give him work. Well, I want to fight him when I know I can f*** him up. I'm still learning. My guard game is still getting ready. If he wants to stand up, I'll f*** him up. Honestly, he'll stand up and f*** to me. Look at the way he fought against Smith. Out of a lion, Smith. But look at the way he's foot. Like, no, no thanks. But put it this way. Right now, he's the best pound for pound, right? Right? Maybe. Maybe. Asterix? Yeah. Sure. Maybe. So, I'm player one. He's the boss in the final game. In, in, in the game. The final boss. I still got some people to beat, some 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 bosses to beat in between. I don't like bullies. Look, so I'm not gonna stunt. I, I like what Izzy said about that, right? He said, at the end of the day, I, I understand the threat. I just got a belt. I have a couple people to beat beforehand the hand. He's like, I'm the interim champion. I gotta get the official belt first, and then I have to go out there and beat the best guys in my division. Because that's what you do as a champion. I respect that. I honor that. And in that time, he believes I'm going to continue developing and growing. And then I'll be able to fight John Jones in the future. He would have matured more as a man. He'd end up having more weight. And he'd end up making that weight class even easier. So look, I understand what Izzy's saying. Now, for people hating, and I've seen it out there a little bit. Oh, fam, you pussy. Why the hell would you go out there? Would you not call out, for instance? Why? Why? You know, you, are you are you afraid? Are you this? Are you that? No, he's not afraid. He even said it himself. If he just wants to do a stand-up fight, we'll fight right now. But I, he still has growing to do. So look, I respect what Israel Adesanya is saying, and this is what I don't respect. I don't respect the fact that John Jones is essentially punching down. I don't respect this. I He seems like he's clout chasing. And to me, that's what that looks like. What is clout chasing? You see somebody who's hot, you're going to throw your hat into the, uh, your name into the mix to essentially get, get the rub. You want to get the rub. John Jones, let's be honest. If John Jones isn't fighting against Daniel Cormier, John Jones sells no tickets. That's real. And at this point in time, everybody wants to see Adesanya. So he's cloud chasing, man. I think that's weak. And not to mention, look, this is a dude who easily makes a buck 85. Dude, he weighed in at 183 pounds. He's a thin dude. Yeah, he's tall, but he's thin. 
John Jones is somebody who obviously has a size advantage, you know, being he's a heavier guy in a heavier weight class, somebody who should be fighting at heavyweight. For him to sit here and call out the interim middleweight champion, call him out of his name, talk trash, and then go back and delete tweets, I think is weak sauce. I think is totally weak. I think it's something that is beneath him. And I think it definitely plays into what Israel Adesanya is saying. That is a bully's mentality. That is somebody who is punching down. Everyone is clamoring for John to go out there and actually compete at heavyweight. Daniel Cormier is there. Get that trilogy. Get that belt. Stipe Miocic is there. The most decorated heavyweight champion in the world. Francis Ngannou, the scariest man in the sport. We have all of these potential matchups that we want to see John compete in because he's cleaned the, the, the light heavyweight division now over and over again. We're not interested in those matchups. The only matchup that we might possibly be interested in is seeing former middleweight champion who has moved up. That's Luke Rockhold. Cain Velasquez, Daniel Cormier's teammate. He trains out of Florida now with uh, Henry Hoof. So his stand-up has gotten incredibly better. He has one of the best, if not the best, ground game in MMA. Come on, son. That right there, that's a matchup. But he's not calling out Luke. Somebody who walks around also at 225, 227 at this point in time. You're calling out a dude who walks around 200 pounds. Yo, fam, I'm damn near as heavy as Israel Asanya is. And I'm... I'm six feet wearing Tims. Just like six one wearing Tims. I'm, 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 I'm six. But come on, yo. You're going to call them out? And this is another thing that I really did end up having an issue with. It wasn't just Izzy or uh, John talking trash about Izzy. It was the dude who a lot of us considered the GOAT at one point in time. Anderson the spider silver was asked recently about the john and, and everybody going back and forth and this is what your boy anderson silver said about the situation the way i see it as an athlete he disrespected john jones i think for the business for dana it's great it's great business for the ufc regardless on whether they fight or not the ufc wins and the fans but there is a lack of respect. I think he crossed the line. Um, a line a bit. With time, he'll learn how to deal with those things. I think he has to respect everything John Jones has done. It's two great fighters in the future. Who knows? They might fight. But I'm from the time you have honor. You respect everyone's space. And that's my opinion. My personal opinion, because Israel is young. John Jones is a great story for a long time in the sport. I think Adesanya needs to respect John Jones. But for the business, it's good for Dana. I respect all fighters. John Jones is my... And listen to this. John Jones is my younger brother. I don't have a problem talking about John Jones. He's the best fighter in the world. And that's on MMAJunkie.com. Yo, Anderson Silva, you're trash, fam. He is super trash for this. And I'm not saying Anderson is trash as a competitor. Absolutely not. Obviously, you guys know how I feel about Anderson Silva. But to say he is disrespecting the sport, Anderson Silva disrespected the sport when he pissed hot for, for PEDs and had to take two-year suspension. That's disrespecting the sport, okay? 
for him to have John Jones's back when John Jones is the individual who called out Israel Adesanya and John Jones is the one who has also pissed hot for PEDs, has been arrested and had had his title stripped multiple times for doing things outside of the cage. Fam, that's disrespectful to the sport. To answer back when somebody's firing at you, that's not disrespectful. That's just what it is. Like my guy Max Holloway says, yo, it is what it is. You're going to talk trash about me. I'm going to fire back in kind. He gave both of those gentlemen props saying that there are the goats. And what it sounds like, it sounds like two guys who understand that their time is past hating on the dude who's up and coming. Again, clout chasing. That's what that seems like to me. Look, you feel differently. Shoot me a line. I, I would love to discuss it further. But at the end of the day, Anderson Silva, you're trash for this. John Jones, you're trash for this. And to sit there and call out a dude who's honestly just going out there handling his business, Anderson, you got beat. You chalk it up, fam. You just got beat by the guy. He gave you the ultimate respect. And to the point that he didn't knock your face off when you guys were competing. That's the first thing. The next thing I'll have to say, again, is... John Jones is punching down, and I think this continues to push the narrative of John Jones being a bully and being a weak-minded guy. So it, it is what it is, um, but uh, that's that's all the time I want to give John and, and, and that, man. But I just thought it was trash. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yo, let me know in the comments how you feel, but um, at the end of the day, I, I, I thought it was trash. All right. Moving right along, man. Dana White recently was asked about the flyweights and so was henry sudo and remember this flyweights of buck 25 um he was recently asked if the flyweights were staying and dana white said yeah we're keeping the flyweights but henry sudo right now is fighting marlon marias at for 135 pounds so my question was this that's amazing. If the, the 135 pound division is staying, yo, I'm super excited. Super excited. I believe it should it, it should continue. I think there were some incredible fights there. The incredible fight is there. Um, but they have released more than half of the division. Guys who are great, like Jose Shorty Torres and more, aren't fighting in the organization anymore. And the champion is fighting at 135 pounds. So is he being truthful? <clears throat> and I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't. I don't think so. Because at this point in time, it doesn't even make sense. Why is Henry Cejudo fighting for 135 pounds? So what happens? If he goes out there, does he, does he win? Does he defend both belts? If he loses, we I mean, do we chalk it up like Max Holloway? He goes back down and continues defending his belt there because there are people. Do we start hiring people again at for 125? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. Dana has said a number of things over the years that we all know that are not true. And they have not been true. So um, I, I don't get it. I don't get why you keep the division if you have the champion fighting somebody else. I don't understand why... Um, I don't understand why the, a guy who has already defeated the champion in that weight class 
Joy Benavidez. He beat Henry Cejudo the last time they competed. He is down there. He is the number one contender. Why wouldn't you make that fight? He has not beat everybody in his division. You got somebody in his division who actually has a win over the champion. See, to me, that that brings question marks. I don't know what they're thinking about. So at the end of the day, man, we'll see. But um, who knows, man? Um, Dana White, I think this might be Dana White just being Dana White, man. <laughs> All right. Um, staying down with the ladder, guys, man. And talking about champions who have recently lost. Max Holloway's recently lost and is moving back down to 135 pounds. Or just 145 pounds, my bad. So Frankie was asked recently, and this is actually what he had to say about it. I think everybody knows it should go to me. Even the guys who want the shot. You hear them say, well, I know Frankie should get it, but you know already, Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting Jose Aldo in a few weeks, and that might have an impact, but I think everybody knows it's me. I've worked an entire career for it to be me. The fact that I put, on, I put it on the line the last time Max and I were supposed to meet up. That holds some weight. I know the UFC likes to reward people who are willing to just let it fly. I've done that my whole career. I'm ready for that reward. I know I'm I'm only on a one fight win streak, but people do realize that I took a risk and went for it. And I'll do it again because that's the kind of guy I am. And that was via ESPN. Um, Frankie Edgar was asked. So um, this is what I have to say about that. Yo, he's 100% correct. Um, look, Alexander Volkanovsky and Jose Aldo are about to fight. They're going to have they're going to end up needing some time off after that. Obviously, Max is going to need a little bit of time off, but Frankie Edgar has not competed since last May. It has been a year since Frankie has competed. You look down the list, man, especially in that division, who else has earned the shot? Aside from Frankie Edgar. So what? He lost to Brian Ortega on short notice. He would have got the shot if he didn't do that. He's right. Reward the man. He's earned the shot. He has a fan base. It'll be a great fight against Max Holloway. And he's actually one of the competitors. One of the guys who has been at the top forever that Max actually hasn't fought against yet. Frankie's been wanting that title shot since Connor had the belt. That was like four years ago. UFC has to give it to him, man. Um, I stand with Frankie Edgar with this one. I think Frankie deserves the title shot. And I'm a fan of Volkanovski and Jose Aldo, but think about it like this. Jose Aldo has already lost to Max twice. And it wasn't even like it was close. Max finished him both times. The second time was far more convincing than the first. If Alexander Volkanovski gets past him, well, then what? We do Alexander Volkanovski versus Frankie Edgar? Because in my opinion, that doesn't earn him a title shot. He needs somebody. He needs another win. So if you're actually looking at it, I mean, who else actually has earned it and deserves it? It's Frankie, man. They got to give it to him. So we'll end up seeing what happens, but uh, got to give that one to, uh, to Frankie Edgar. All right. Uh, before we get into this next topic, which um, I'm not going to stun, it's been a little difficult for me, man. But we're going to take a quick one and we're going to go ahead and uh, throw it over to talk about Sage Eats for a hot second. 
All right. You guys are listening to episode 105 of the Fight Podcast. Man, we have our Fight News episode. Um, but each and every week, the Fight Podcast is brought to you guys by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring, man. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months, man. Uh, remember to follow Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Purchase merch today, man. So go ahead and check us out. Remember, with Sage Eats, all meals are 100% customizable. If you're in the Chicagoland area, Sage Eats cooks and delivers healthy meals, all grass-fed, all organic, directly to your home or office, man. Uh, They also, if you do not live in Chicago, we offer fitness mentoring write and produce programs specific to your goals without having a trainer leaning over your shoulder, man. So when you have an opportunity, go on the website, www.sageeatschicago.com, apply promo code FIGHT, receive 15% off fitness mentoring and meals, man. Um, But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right back into episode 105 with your host, Serge Vicente and Fight News. All right, man. Welcome back. So check this out. We all know at this point in time, man, TJ Dillashaw, the former 135 pound champion, um, has been suspended by USADA for two years because of a PED failed test. He actually tested positive for EPO. EPO is a is blood doping. It is an opportunity to get more work in, more oxygen, more blood red blood cells in your your body so that you can be more conditioned and be able to get more work in in between fight cards and in between a fight um this drug was made popular really really popular actually by cyclists lance armstrong this is one of the peds that he popped for so look man this is not a good thing this is a bad thing and a lot of people have questioned um the legitimacy of TJ's claim to the title, his legacy, and a lot. Even Joe Rogan, somebody who has had him on the show and actually really likes TJ, has been extremely critical of him. I had TJ top three pound for pound for a lot of, a long time. I've been a big TJ fan for a while, so when I saw this, I can't stunt. It hurt. It really hurt, man. But what would have made this worse? To sit back, deny, deny, deny when all the truth comes out and you still lied or take it on the chin and try to move on from it. And it seems like TJ has chosen the latter. Um, He recently went on his social media and issued an apology. And I'm going to let you guys listen to most of it right here. I messed up. I'm trying to forgive myself for this, which I should have a hard time. I should have a hard time forgiving myself. I, I understand criticism and scrutiny coming my way. But what I really feel bad about is you uh, kind of bad light I'm bringing on my coaches and the family and the teammates. They had no involvement in this, and uh, I, feel, I feel the worst for them. I got a 15-month-old son that um, 
Oh, he went off, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of other kids up there for too. That's tough. But I got a man up to what I did. You know, I uh, accepted all penalties. I didn't try to fight this team. Um, I'm going to sit for the next two years. Um, as of you know, January 18th. So that's just the first part of it, man. It, it's it's like five minutes long. I'm not going to let you guys listen to the whole thing or have you guys listen to the whole thing. But look, man, it's not a good look. It's not a good look, but I do appreciate the fact that he he is owning up to it. Um, this is the one thing that I'll say I didn't like, right? Is that his team and his coaches, is specifically his strength coach, um, no one else has taken any fault in this. No one else, in my opinion, has really stood next to him and say, no, man, this is a team thing. We, you know, we did this too. Um, they're kind of letting TJ just have a fall. Maybe that was because of TJ. Maybe that's what he wanted them to do. But at the end of the day, man, I think it's a, it's not a good look. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not pleased, um, with that. Um, I just think, yo, y'all did this, man. Stand with the man. Um, we'll see what happens, man. He seems like, look, two years, it seems like a long time. When he comes back, he'll be 34 years old. But I don't see him slowing down, man. Uh, I think TJ's going to be fine. And as we've noticed with Chael Sonnen and many, shit, Tiger Woods, a whole lot of other individuals, man, in sports, we love a come John Jones, we love a com- comeback story. I think TJ will be fine. He'll have an opportunity to heal up. And um, we'll end up seeing what happens, man. So um, it sucks, um, but I do appreciate TJ doing that, man. But I can't lie to you guys, man. When I found out about it, psh, completely broke my heart, bro. All right. Uh, moving right along. Dana White has recently said that the DC Daniel Cormier heavyweight bout with Brock Lesnar is not in the works. Uh, but... There's a possible matchup with Stipe Miocic. All right, I can't stunt. Um, did I need to see Brock Lesnar compete against DC? No, not at all. I don't think he deserves a title shot. But I will say Brock Lesnar brings in a lot of money, and I want to see Daniel Cormier for the last fight of his career get paid. So I was all about it in that regard, right? Um, but it seems like nothing's moving forward. I have a real sneaky suspicion, though. And maybe this is just me. That it's going to be a big pay-per-view. And next thing you know, out of nowhere, we're gonna they're going to drop this promo. And it's going to be Brock versus DC. I have a feeling that is going to happen. But in the meantime, Dana White also said that it seems like Stipe Miocic, the most decorated champ in the UFC's heavyweight history might get a rematch against Daniel Cormier. Now, if that happens, what do I think is going to happen? If that happens, look, I think it's totally fine, but we have to remember, Stipe has not fought in a year. DC has had a fight since then, so he's going to be a little bit more sharp, even though he's coming off of injury. That ring rust is a real thing. Um, But at the same token, Does anybody want to see that matchup? And that's what I think the biggest issue is. At this point in time, yo, where is the interest in Stipe? I've said this so many times on the show before. Yo, out of sight, out of mind. 
If nobody is paying attention to Stipe, if he is not talking, yo, then who wants to see him? Nobody does. Nobody cares. If nobody cares, why would why would DC take the fight? Why would he? Why wouldn't he just retire? So I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't. But we could we could all sit back and speculate. We can speculate and see, okay, what's gonna happen here? What's gonna happen there? At the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna be Stipe. I think they're gonna throw they're gonna throw something out there. They're keeping everything hush hush. I still think we're gonna see that fight with uh with Brock Lesnar, even though I know he don't he does not deserve it. So it is what it is, man. But um, look, I gotta go with that. Um, couple more things I want to go ahead and hit on really quick. Uh, Ashley Evan Smith, right? I said Ashley Evan Smith. No, no, no. Leslie Smith goes ahead and she actually recently signed with Bellator. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, she's somebody who was um, pretty much got cut from um, the UFC because of her outspokenness and wanting a union. Um, she spoke very openly about that and she ended up getting cut by the UFC. Look, that sucks. Um, but now she got picked up a Bellator. Bellator is an organization that a lot of individuals say is more fight friendly. Um, and it might be an opportunity for her to continue speaking out. She has a platform, man. I think this is a great pickup for um Bellator she's a great competitor but more importantly I think she's a great person she's somebody who will stand up for fighters rights um she is somebody whom is very politically active she well, went out there and she's been speaking for like presidential candidate Andrew Yang and a couple other things man so she is a vocal person she is a character in the sport and at the end of the day yo she's a dog so she can go out there and I mean that in the very best way possible um, she goes out there and fights and she will continue building and making her name for herself over there uh, with Bellator, man. So great pickup for them. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about, man, this is a little bit of fun. Um, before we go ahead and talk about fights. Yo, Burt Watson. Um, Burt Watson, one of the former, one of the most beloved UFC backstage um uh individuals a lot of us remember him from the especially the old school mma heads the you know we're rolling you get all excited and, and the fighters would get hyped seeing him going out there um he's starting his very own mma promotion uh it was announced on tuesday in a press relief burt watson promotions will be holding events this spring in south florida under the name <laughs> we rolling mma uh as a nod to his famous catchphrase man uh he's also going to be doing the events at uh june 15th at the hard rock event center um at the cinema hard rock hotel and casino in hollywood florida man um bert said this in a press release i want to give fans a world-class product and preparing each fighter for the bright lights of next levels is what i do um the combination of competitive fights and great fan support is the only way to get it done and i'm excited for this new chapter yo bert watson 69 years old uh was a ufc site uh coordinator for 14 years um dude was an incredible fixture of the sport 
somebody that all the fight fighters wanted and you know what man i gotta give a black man love when he's going out there and starting his own promotion i think he's gonna get a lot of push there's a lot of great teams and fighters out there in south florida i know and so hopefully it can be a really really dope uh regional show that ends up getting some acclaim like an lfa cfc and stuff like that in the future man so cffc so hopefully that gets picks up some steam man but much love to burt watson man uh you know my man with the we rolling uh so i'm happy to see that he's uh he's growing man um and and that should be really fun man so uh yo all in all man it's been a pretty fire week uh in news man um some drama uh but mostly man look everybody um and, and again i talked about a lot of um uh, a lot of the stuff in our last episode and i will talk more about the majority of the boxing news because there's a lot of it um and, and there's so much of it this week i'm gonna do a strict boxing at boxing news episode also i'll have brandon camille come on for that one as well man um but yo we got fights this weekend and we definitely got some mma fights this weekend so i want to go ahead and bring this up and this weekend is the return of the ream we got Alexander or uh, we got Alexander Olenek versus Alistair Overeem um, this upcoming weekend. Look, I'm not going to stunt. Not the most exciting card in the world. Um, am I as jazzed up about this as I am with the boxing card? No, but man, I'm not going to hate on it. Um, there are some obviously anytime I got to get an opportunity to see Alistair Overeem compete you know I'm going to be be all about it. But look, he's competing against uh, Alexander Olenek, who is a monster in his own right. Um, it should be a good one. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm rocking with Overeem. I think it's going to be a good fight for him. Um, but Alexander Olenek, man, Alexi Olenek, somebody who is great on the ground, solid with a stand-up, man, he can do a lot. All right, we got uh, Islam Makachev. Um, in the co-main event in a light, uh, lightweight bout, Islam Makachev is a, you know, uh, Khabib's cousin, somebody who trains out of, um, AKA as well. Nasty, nasty dude. Um, somebody who's going to make, continue making noise. He's not ranked yet, but he will at the lightweight division. You know, I have him uh, versus, uh, Ar- Ar- Arman, uh, Sarkurgian. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I know I messed that up. Uh, <laughs> but we got to rock with him in this one. Um, the rest of the card, man, obviously we have Devin Clark. He's in there solid. I got him winning. Um, you know, Roxanne Mar- Mataferi um, against uh, Antonia Shevchenko. Um, that is um, the the strawweight champion, or should I say the flyweight champion, um, uh, Shevchenko's sister. I have Antonio Shevchenko. She is an absolute beast. She is strong. She is versatile. Um, she has a great stand-up. She has well-rounded uh, grappling. Um, Roxanne Mataferi, even under her own, own admission, um, as great as she is on the ground, she's not that solid on the feet. And she has said, like I said, she has she needs to get better in her strength. Shevchenko's better all around. She's going to go ahead and get this win. I got her um, getting this uh by finish man so all in all that should be a super um interesting fight card not the best one main event you know i want to see shevchenko so um and i want to see makachev so more so it's going to be a highlight for some like solid competitors and we'll essentially see how good they are if they perform at a top level fam we're going to go ahead and see them again if they don't well look 
they'll be in the prelims and they'll go out to obscurity. You know what I'm saying? Um, top rank has a nasty uh, fight card this weekend, um, headlined by Terrence Crawford and um, and Amir Khan. Um, again, I'm going to break this down in its entirety um, in an episode with Brandon Camille this week, but I'm going to give you my picks real quick. Look, man, it's easy to say this one, but um, I think this is going to be a difficult fight for um, Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford, somebody who I think is arguably the top pound for pound fighter in the game. He has never competed against a competitor as good or as well-rounded as Amir Khan. Amir Khan has lightning fast hands. He throws incredible combinations. Um, and he is great, especially early on in the fights. But unfortunately, you can end up seeing him. He ends up getting caught by big punchers later on in the fight. Danny Garcia, Canelo Alvarez. And it, can we see the same thing with uh, Terrence Crawford? I do believe we will. Um, I have him, Terrence Crawford, winning by eighth round TKO. But do not be surprised if um, Amir Khan not only looks good, threatens in this fight, and it can be a closer fight than we um, we even believe. Um, I'm banking on Terrence Crawford showing us something that we've never seen before. But all in all, man, look, you cannot knock Amir Khan. Amir Khan has been a dog for a long time. And the fact that he's now back paired with Virgil Hunter, who in my opinion is one of the greatest trainers of all time, um, it's going to lead to a... Um, an incredible match, man. So I think this one is going to be um, awesome. Um, the rest of the fight card also is ridiculous. Um, the rest of the fight card, you have, look, Shakur Stevenson, who is somebody who I believe is one of the great um, prospects in the game, fighting against another one of the ridiculous pro- prospects in the game, and that is against Christopher Pitofo Diaz. Um, Chris Diaz is highly regarded, highly ranked, a belt holder. He trains with Freddie Roach and um, is somebody who I have been a fan of for a very long time. Um, if you're looking at this event, if you're looking at this fight, this fight can go one of two ways. We might be able to see an up and coming prospect beat somebody with some name recognition and then take off in a superstardom, or we see a somebody who should be a star already stop a hype train and then essentially blow up because of destroying somebody on a hype hype train. So, um, Look, man, this is going to be a tough fight. This is going to be a fun fight. And um, at the end of the day, um, oof. This was a tough one for me, man. I'm not going to lie to you. This is a tough one for me, but I'm rocking with Chris Diaz. I think Chris Diaz might end up being too much for him. Um, I think Chris Diaz is um, is going to just, I think he's going to show him. So um, that's it. that all in all, though, should be a really, really good fight. Um, what else? What else? Ooh, uh, we got Teofimo Lopez is fighting. Um, you, we definitely know he's going to go ahead and get a W this one. Um, we also has Felix Verdejas, uh, Puerto Rico's very own, um, Carolina's very own, uh, going out there and doing work. One of Miguel Cotto's boys. Um, he should win his bout also. Great fighters on this card. All around top rank. Yo. They put together an MMA-style card with this one, man. Um, 
it should be a fun fight weekend with everything, man. Um, I, I'm in. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but all in all, man, the fights haven't stopped, man. Yo, we got fire boxing all month, and uh, I definitely, I am gonna talk about a little bit in farther depth. For instance, uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller has been pulled. Um, he has popped for PEDs. That's super trash. I'm super disappointed, but I'll talk about that a little bit more also. So his fight with Anthony Joshua is up in the air. I don't even think that's happening at this point in time. That was supposed to be in June. So um, I break that down a little bit more in the near future, fam. But um, with that being said, yo, this is episode 105, man. I think this is all we're going to do for the day. Um, keep your eyes and ears open, yo. Uh, we have a lot more fun coming um don house is gonna be on the show this week don house um if you do not know him olympic former olympic boxer a former olympic champion um also one of the top cup men in the game you see him all the time in the ufc you see him a lot of times with some of the top boxers he's also one of the top trainers in the game don house will be on the fight podcast this week so uh can't wait to check that out and share that uh with you guys and uh with that being said yo this is Surge, man. Surge. Um, and uh, this is episode 105 of the Fight Podcast. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Uh, sign up for Sage Eats today. www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Go on the fightpodcast.com. Support the show. Um, go out there and um, listen to the show. Buy merch today and so much more, man. Any questions, go ahead and shoot me a line. Um, hey, thank you guys as always for listening. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. This is episode 105 of the Fight Podcast. I'll see you right here next time. Peace out.